Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Yes, yes, people. My name is Dave Fence and welcome to Pop Collaborate and Listen. Uh, today's episode, we're going to be talking about Prince's graffiti bridge record. Those that have been listening will know that Prince is one of my all-time favourite artists, so how will this album fare? Uh, who knows? Listen and you will find out. I want to say thank you to some of the people that have been getting in contact with us on Twitter. Uh, shout out to Mike Collins, shout out to uh, Darren Hone, Sean McLaughlin. Some of you guys letting us know what you think about Elton John and the podcast in general. We asked people where people would stand on Elton John. John and Darren very helpfully said his shoulders or his hat if he was wearing one so that's uh, pretty good also shout out to uh, Neil Captain Luton thank you so much for interacting with us guys keep on doing it Uh, we're putting out content on the Twitter at PCL podcast on Instagram at PCL podcast on the Facebook which is facebook.com forward slash PCL podcast it's all pretty formulaic so what's been going on in my life I've been gigging quite a bit did the lovely GMB comedy last week doing top secret comedy next week if any anyone's in London trying to turn over material for the show in Edinburgh if anyone's going to be in Edinburgh I'm going to be at City Cafe in the Hollywood Room at 5 to 6 every day it's going to be a free show so please do come on down if you're down locally in the Brighton area why don't you come to one of the previews that I'm showing in Brighton Fringe at Carolina Brunswick on Sunday nights apart from that I've been running On The Edge Comedy On The Edge Comedy sponsors this podcast as you know uh, and by sponsors I mean I just talk about it every week We give, they give us no money whatsoever wankers i am also on the edge comedy in case you hadn't guessed but on the edge comedy is the best new act uh, new material night in brighton taking place on the first and third fridays this week the 5th of april we've got the wonderful josh dylan share a lot of bills with josh very very funny deadpan dark as fuck comedian uh do come down if you're in the brighton area it's gonna be uh, six pound for entry uh, the next one after that two weeks time is the wonderful Maisie Adams who you might have seen on 8 out of 10 cats this week so uh, this is a real good chance to see her for very little money before she blows up massive anyway with no further ado we're going to punch on with the podcast hope you enjoy this one take it easy Stop getting Prince wrong. Sorry, guys, just realised I did make a mistake in this week's podcast. Uh, I intimated that Darling Nikki was on the first Prince album, which, of course, is bollocks. It's on Purple Rain, which was several albums in. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Sometimes concentrating on understanding Krista addles my brain. But, yeah, apologies to anyone who thinks that the podcast is utterly unlistenable because of that. Cheers. <laughs> Episode 9 of Pop Collaborate and Listen, the podcast where we listen to every single number one UK album of the 1990s in order and give you an unnecessarily detailed breakdown of what we liked and didn't like about it because we're men and our opinions matter. (laughs) Why are we doing it? 
because the RZA told us to. My name is Dave Fensom. I'm here, as always, with my colleague, Krista Greer. Hello, all. Uh, and we are here, I, I mean, we're recording this, when are we recording this, in the second week of January? Yeah, second week of January, uh, I was at home for a week, uh, at home in Belfast for a little while, so this is the first time we've been able to come back and do this for a little bit. At home in Belfast? How long has it been since you lived in Belfast? 1993. Mate. Yeah, I, I know. I know, but God, God help my mother ever hear me not call Belfast home. <laughs> that, that's the thing. I mean, I hope your mum isn't going to listen to this. <laughs> no, she, yeah, I did tell her that we were doing this. She probably will try. My mum's going to be aware that this happens, but I, I think she thinks the podcast is some kind of devilry, so I don't right. think she'll... Uh, Maybe we can edit kind of a mum-friendly podcast and send them just the, the two people that need to have that Well, thing. we've been saying we need to make these podcasts shorter, and that would make <laughs> it... Four to five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be nothing. It'll be basically, just the songs off Spotify and that's it. And they just accidentally send them the supercut of the amount of times we say "cunt" on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, anyway, fun. So yeah, no, okay. Well, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been busy working, been busy gigging. Uh, did a lovely gig last week at the Covent Garden Comedy Club. Very nice. Yeah, been having a good time. Too busy though. That's the problem. But um, too much to do. But yeah. you can make time for this shit. Always, mate. Always. Why wouldn't I make time yeah. to listen to a nineties album I would never normally listen to? Yeah. Actually, do you know what though? That this week—that's the, it's the first time I can say for a while that that's not actually the case. So, Krista, why don't yeah. you, without any further ado, no drum rolls, why don't mm-hmm. you tell people what this week's record is? This week is Prince Graffiti Bridge, or strictly speaking, music from Graffiti music Bridge. Music from, right? Indeed, uh, and also, I guess. Strictly speaking, it's not just Prince on you know, the bits. This is a kind of strictly speaking a compilation. This is a soundtrack mm. to the 1990 movie of the same name, Graffiti Bridge, which was a sequel to Purple Rain. Oh, was it actually an official sequel? Yeah, it's a sequel to Purple Rain. Oh, same case. Playing the same character, the kid, Morris Day is back in it as his uh, as his arch rival. Okay. Have you seen the film? No. It's dog shit. I I kind of thought it probably would just in as much as it was one of the like I think it's the third Prince film, isn't it? And he only yes. did, he did one more after that, and it was just dramatically panned. Yeah, I mean the the, the thing of this is, I mean we'll, we'll get onto some of this stuff. Prince has got this knack of writing these quite unusual stories, which translate weirdly in work in music. But when you try and put that on the big screen, I'm not always sure that it does. Yeah, and I think Prince is at the height of his powers at this point, and no one's really going to tell him not to. But yeah, this yeah. this film did not was not received well it was I think it was nominated for four or five Razzies I watched this film yesterday but I bought the Blu-ray and I sat and I watched you it you bought the Blu-ray Jesus Christ when you said you watched it I assumed you'd you know find it on Amazon or something for free no, no, I, I, went, no I I bought the Blu-ray um, I'm messing around mate I wanted the full 7.1 <laughs> Homes than our experience. Jesus, okay. And, and, you know, I guess it's now as good as time as any. If you can listen to any of the previous ones, because you know I'm a pretty died in the wall Prince fan. Very much, yes. And this is a movie that really, you, you you would have to be beyond super fan. You'd have to be like in a cult where you believed that Prince was the new messiah. Right. To think that this was anything but a terrible film. It's it's, yeah. it's basically Breakdance the movie, <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of kind of, you know, the, I mean, the basic plot of it is Prince owns a club in this small area of Minneapolis. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and there's two other clubs. His, it, it, basically, his uh, mentor has died and he's and they've left the three clubs to... Morris Day's got one of them. 
Jasmine mm-hmm. Day in the Time. Yeah. And then, what's her name? Melody. Melody Cool. Melody Cool's got another one. And honest truth of the matter is, the reason I know that plot is because I've read the plot synopsis. Because mm. watching the film didn't necessarily... There's just a lot of stuff um, that happens in it. It's bollocks. Is it a musical in as much as they sing what they're trying to say? Are the songs involved that way? Or are they just mostly background? No, no. I mean, there are big features. The, the, the songs are presented as battles. There's okay. a lot of like Prince and his crew, the new power generation, showing out against the evil Morris Day and the Times crew. Uh, and it's right. it's all a bit yeah, it's all a bit like we're expressing ourselves through the power of nineties funk. Right. And yeah. That mm. is, I, I mean, it's very lurid, and it's it's not a good film, and it pains me to say that. And Prince, who I think is an incredibly sexy man, mm-hmm. has got this kind of long, lank, straightened hair and a beard which is oh dear. overly sculpted. Right. And he's basically like the character of the kids plays. It's a very emo character. It's a lot of it's he's writing a lot of poetry about his dead father, which is which we'll get into in a moment. Okay. There's a lot of kind of really rapey stuff in there as There's, well. I picked up on some lyrics that are questionable. Yeah, and I mean, it's just a weird film. Right. You normally, I say I'll watch it for yourself, but I can't recommend. If, if no. I recommend to anyone that's listening to this and they watch it, they watch it. They'll probably just stop listening to this podcast. I see. Okay. So but, yeah, it's a soundtrack to that film. But he he wrote most of the songs on here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a collaborative effort. Actually, quite a lot of the songs on here are reworkings of older songs. I, I read stuff about this. So they were kind of old, unused album tracks or session tracks or something. Yeah, I mean, I think Prince very much operated like that, though. Yeah. Uh, he got to a point in his life very early on in his career because of his early success where pretty much what he did was write music. I mean, Prince's mm. unreleased vault of music is apparently enormous. Yeah, it's supposed to be. And I think, you know, even for you know for records, he would go, okay, is this song right for this project? Is this not, you know, there's, okay. there's a track on him, which one that was supposed to be on the Batman soundtrack. Right. Uh, and so he would just dip in and find things and rework things and change things around. And, okay. You know, because I think you know he, that that's the way he looked to music. It's like, okay, this is a project. Where does this fit? So, right. I, I don't think that continued throughout his career. So, I don't think that's you know. Okay. I, I think it's quite prominent on this because you've got you've got history for some of the tracks. And I'm yeah. I, I mean, I thought that whenever I was reading up a bit of blurb on something, they were like, this was a reworking of um, something from 93 yeah. you know an updated version to fit in with what this this project is yeah exactly that and, yeah, and so I mean, this is an unusual record obviously you've got to bear in mind as we go through some of it lyrically there are lyrics on here that are designed to fit in with the story of the film There's right a lot of samples on this record which are quotes from the film right which you know are designed to tie in and don't necessarily jibe with the songs in context with Scene. Okay. Okay. Um, and you know, and there's obviously you know, kind of some of the the writing is in character. Obviously, you've got you know, Morris Day is a real pantomime villain in this film. So you know, you right. bear in mind some of those lyrics are are written uh, dramatically for, the, for, for the villain. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is his twelfth studio album. Yeah. And his third UK number one album after yeah. Love, Sexy, and Batman. Yeah, and that was that was those, that was three in a row. Was it three in a row? Right, okay. Oh, that's, that, Batman was directly before this. Yeah, right. And Love, Sexy was directly before that. It was <clears> quite, <throat> a chronology. I think it was. I think that when God, was it eighty? I mean, Batman would have been what 89? 88, 89? Nine, Yeah, the film yeah was so I mean, I, I think he was putting out about a record a year at this point. And were you listening to, like, for instance, let's say Love Sexy came out eighty eight? Yeah. Were you listening to it at the time? I wasn't listening to Love Sexy. I no. tuned into Prince uh, around Batman. Right. I got it tuned into Prince because of Batman. 
Okay. Got gotcha, you. Okay. Uh, so it was a big deal for you that one, and then you worked backwards through yeah, this. Exactly. And you know, I mean, it wasn't really. I mean, I didn't get fully, fully into prints until quite a bit after the fact. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I've since corrected that. In Fair a enough. Really substantial way. Would you say you have a favourite Prince song? Uh, I have a few Prince songs, and one of them we'll get to. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've got a lot of love for this era of Prince. Well, I suppose if this is it's, when you were getting into yeah, them, then... Yeah, particularly next record, Diamond and Pearls. Yeah. Oh, there's so much stuff on Diamonds and Pearls. I love Get Off, man. Oh, my God. Oh, no, Get Off is brilliant. Yeah. I, I wasn't into Prince, really, in, in a big way at all yeah. at the time. I knew the singles, obviously. And I remember Sign of the Times and uh, Kiss, yeah. that kind of late 80s singles. Yes. Um, I remember Thieves in the Temple coming out, so this era, but I wasn't a big, big fan. Okay. I didn't dislike it. But it didn't make me uh, want to investigate anymore. Yeah, if you'd have asked me in 1990, put in order the big three of Michael Jackson, Prince and Madonna, my order would have been uh, Michael Jackson, Madonna, Prince. Right. And now it would be the exact opposite of that. Right. Well, there you go. That's what happens whenever you get more of a... A view on a body of body of work and uh, yeah, and it also I mean it also um, happens when you find out that you know there's a pedophile, <laughs> <Is that laughs> an alleged pedophile. This was also I'm pretty sure I can say this truthfully. I think this is the first Prince album I've listened to from start to finish. You're an idiot. I don't think I've ever done a have Prince not, album in its entirety. Have you not listened to Purple Rain? And because I get bored with it. Oh fuck yeah. off. Are we going to fall out during this conversation? No, no, no. I think we're, we're fine. I think we've probably got similar views. I think if we were doing Purple Rain or one of his other big albums, yeah. we we might have differences. Fair enough. So, um, some context, where are we in the year? So, right? in the year, right. This was number one only for one week as well, uh, from the 26th of August to the 1st of September. Right, so, okay. So, it was two-thirds of the way through the year. So, it's after Elton John, which was number one for five weeks, and then this is one week only, in it, in it one, and then back out again. Fair enough, yeah. I mean, that's going to be a, a big fan base sell, isn't it? It's actually very critically well-received, this album, in most quarters. It did seem to be. I, mean, I read some kind of reviews from the time of, like, Rolling Stone Review or whatever, and mm. it was people were saying that this was a, another really good Prince album where he's pushing the boundaries and, yeah. you know, uh, putting his own stamp on music again. So, yeah, so let's start, as we always do, with the cover. Yeah, okay, the cover. Mm. I'm assuming these are mostly images from... The, the, the movie yeah, this, is, I mean, like this is the movie poster basically right. I think that's bollocks oh it's, that's it's not it's, it's not his finest work is it no. it's I mean basically what we've got we've got a photo montage but it's I mean I can't work out if that's if that's drawn or whether it's photographed right but it, if it's mm. photographed it's heavily airbrushed what it looks most like to me is you know like the artwork you get on the Walter at a travelling fair oh god <laughs> Right, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it, it's kind of got that vibe to it. It's, it's got a bit of the weird kind of odd princey imagery. There's a little bit of a kind of a, a vaguely Salvador Dali in the early 90s vibe mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. I'd say something that is interesting, though, is you see that, and he wears this in the film, but see he's got the uh, the man symbol earring. Oh, yeah. Which is very close to, in a couple of years, well, the he... symbols, that he, the, the love symbol. Right, sure, okay. On. So it's interesting, yeah. he wears that earring throughout the film, and it's, it's obviously the start of what that will evolve well, into. Right, I see. Let's not dwell on the cover too much. No, it's it's, it's pretty arse. It looks like it's, like you say, put together. 
pretty slipshod. It is very quintessentially 90s, though, I would say. Yeah. And we've seen worse album covers. Oh, we absolutely have. Yeah, but this is, you know, bottom league of the album covers we've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're fair. That's fair. Mm. But at least it's not just a picture of him on a black background staring into space. No, no, it could have been more 90s. That's true. Right, so, first track is called... Can't Stop This Feeling I Got. Okay. Opening track. And is, I mean, again, having not seen the film, is this... Like over the credits, is this like straight um, in open? Do you know what? Like, I mean, I should have made a note of exactly where everything is. The, the thing of the movie is there's, there's music all over all of it. So is there all right? I can't. There are there are certain bits where it's obvious where it is, but I can't. It's just, this this sounds to me. We'll play we'll play a bit of this, but it sounds to me like this is over the opening credits. It's on the probably. Film. I'm not saying it's not. No, okay, right. Well, let's let's play a wee bit of this. Loggins. It is exactly. It's, it's just pure footloose and it's holiday rock again. Yeah, yeah. It's just ridiculous. I, I was not expecting this. Sure. I mean, I, I haven't listened to this. I have heard this album, but I don't own it. And I haven't. I probably haven't heard it since the early nineties. Right. Okay. I think I probably had a tape of it or something like that. And I'd forgotten this track. And it's like, oh, this is footloose. I wasn't. It's crazy. I wasn't expecting this um, from Prince. Such a, a, a sort of weird white bread, yeah, ridiculous uh, Kenny Loggins esque tune. Yeah. And and you know my initial reaction was from you know obviously I'm going to go into this wanting to like it, mm-hmm. but and I started to recoil from this song. I was okay, like, I was like, oh no, oh no, mm-hmm. I don't want to. But then the funny thing is, by the time you're into the second into the second verse of it, mm-hmm. like the keys in it have started to get their hooks into me, and the little guitar licks. And it's just, oh, yeah. there's just something about the way that Prince puts songs together and there's the little bits and pieces that are in the production. There's all, there's just something that will get hold of you. And by the time okay. we get to about halfway through and the guitar solo starts, mm-hmm. I am all in on this song. Are you? Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it got you. To, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this. And then by the, don't get me wrong, it's not the best thing on the record, well, yeah. but it's a stomper. And the guitar solo that comes in, and then the bridge starts, and that's the thing you can never. And I come across this a few times. This you can't write one of these songs off from the start of it because you know they're going to change significantly throughout. Okay, I see. You got the main motifs, but that guitar solo that comes in at about two minutes thirty is wonderful. Let's see if we can find the guitar solo. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it, it, it's so much fun, though. It just... And then it just goes into this. Uh-huh. Cleans it you know, you know, this feels like quite 80s soundtrack here, doesn't it? Oh, it's the whole song is pure 80s soundtrack, yeah. Yeah. But then, when, and then, as it starts to fade out, another guitar solo starts and just fades, and you're like, "I want to hear all of this." Right. I actually did. I, I did like the last bit of the outro. Uh, I like that that feel of it. Yeah. Yeah. So odd choice to start uh, the record with. Indeed. Yes. 
Yeah, not, it's not the seal of the rest of it. No, you're like, okay, ooh, where are we? I don't mm. know what this is. This is, you know, this is a sequel to Purple Rain. This doesn't sound like, this doesn't sound like Prince. No. Right, so yeah, so that's that one. And, and the other thing about this one is it makes sense whenever you do think of it that these are reworked songs. Yeah. That this was originally, this is from 1982. Mm-hmm. It was, that's when he wrote it in the first time and it sounds like a song from 1982 sure. it doesn't sound like a song from 1990 exactly that so yeah I can I get that but it, I mean, it's, it doesn't sound like he's done a lot to it from 1982 no it's yeah unusual way to open it but it does open it with a fair amount of pace oh definitely yeah you're and we've discussed this before a few times that for your first track you need to have something that is a big opener and that's an opener it's fine okay so it's track two mm-hmm. uh, this is this was the First of the singles, uh, no, second, second single. single. This is a, it's called New Power Generation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, this was released in October of 1990. This one, and obviously, New Power Generation is the name of the band that he's just formed, which is replacing the Revolution. Revolution. Right. So this is the first time we've been introduced to them. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Okay. Fine. Yes, Turned that off, like, boom, we're in. Right, this is more like the Prince you expect. I do like those little kind of minor keys yeah. as well. This song, right? Lyrically, it's like I like two things. Mm-hmm. I like fucking and making music. Yeah, right? yep. good at both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suspect yeah, he was quite okay. the demon in bed. Lyrically, this is a terrible song in many ways. It's sure. No, terrible is the wrong way, but it's basic. It's ba- the lyrics are basically some corporate types want to shut down the ice rink. Yeah, really. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the man. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. But the tune is so incredibly and ridiculously funky that you don't really care. No, this, this is a good one. I, I enjoyed this for sure. And I don't remember this from the time. I knew it was... Whenever they said they released a single called New Power Generation, oh yeah, of course they did. Don't remember it. Now, I see, I do remember this, but uh, do you notice in this as well, production-wise, you've got the Wu-Tang Sword Swipes three years before ah, NF36 Chambers comes out. Okay. As obviously reused by the Prodigy for Breathe. Well, quite, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, as I, I mean, I, I don't recall hearing those in a tune before this. I mean, if you're a, a more avid music listener of the Sword Swipes, please let us well, know. I do, yeah. That's, I like that. I did notice there was some very strange kind of carnival music in the middle of it as well. There's sort of a, I get back to the, the waltzer thing, some, some <laughs> weirdness going on. Maybe maybe went to like a bank holiday fair before he recorded <laughs> exactly. the song. This is just that quintessential like unstoppable prince like funk stomp mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. just like you know. the production is super deep as well and mm-hmm. that's that throughout it's like you know that prince really really knows where to put an instrument because you know that's, that's the thing when you're that guy and you're sitting there and you're writing on your own and you can play everything yeah. you're like oh that wants that there so you just pick it up and do it sure that's yeah. true actually the thing I put here right, is this song is you know, New Kids on the Block record we listened to a couple of weeks yeah. ago right? this is what they think they sound oh. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they're like, fucking wrong yeah they are but what exactly by the way what do you think a funky weapon is uh, I mean it's going to be someone's cop is, is, is it a James Bryan's dick I don't know maybe <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that if it is I'm into it and also like you say you know throughout this album one of the main themes is obviously is fucking mm-hmm. uh, is sex um I, I saw that on the UK single release of this thing, I think it was. There are B-sides. One of them is called Lubricated Lady. Yeah. Fair enough. And the other one is called Love Left, Love Right, which is about threesomes. Nice. So he's in this one, he's not going all out, oh, by the way, here's some fucking. Yeah. But he's absolutely just all about the fucking still. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, it's just, it, isn't it strange to think that a few years after this that he would become a Jehovah's Witness? No. Isn't that bizarre? And would go door to door in his hometown trying to yeah. get people to change their minds. I, mean, I would invite him in. He must be the most invited Jehovah's Witness in the world yeah. in people's houses. Yeah, I mean, I would be like, okay, um, yeah, I'm interested in repenting. Now tell me about all the things you had to repent from. <laughs> yeah. And tell me why they were bad in lurid, lurid detail <laughs> while I record all of yeah, it. Yeah, man. That's a be bizarre. But no, that's a, that is a good song. Yeah, that so, is a good song. Track three is Release It. Release It, yes. So this is the first one credited to The Time. Yeah, so Morris Day and The Time, uh-huh. uh, written by Prince and Morris Day, I think. Yo, Stella, if you think I'm afraid of you. Grace, if you so much as think I can't do to do. Girl, if you dream I came to jerk around, you better wake up and release it. <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> There you go. There's your beat. Come on, you can't argue with that. Can no, you? I mean, this is a, it's a, a classic fun break. Grip, Used very well. Let's get this party fucking right. Come on. Come on. Yep. Yeah. And it goes on as such. Listen to me. Yeah. yeah. Release it. Okay, so in the film, is, yeah. is this the first time that we've seen Morris Day? Yeah, I think this is basically Morris Day comes to Prince's club uh-huh. to say that he wants some to he's trying to extort money from the kid basically uh-huh. and the kid says something to him and it ends up with Morris Day and his crew doing this song on a stage right. to show that they're badass. They're the, they're the, the big and boys then, in town. And everyone in the club leaves and goes to Morris Day's club at the end of it. Right. Well fair enough That's a, if I heard some people singing this one I'd be like oh yeah yeah, they seem pretty fucking fly. Yeah, man, this is yeah. I mean, it's just again that big kind of nineties stomp funk. Yeah, that break is so good. It is. I mean, that is it's, it's an old seventies drum break. It's been yeah. used in hip hop a lot, but it, that's a brilliant use of it. It's a really good uh, in your face drums to the fore. Yeah, smack. And then you've got that you know again fits with the character, but you've got that in the face kind of super braggadocio mm-hmm. vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got our old favourite of the 90s, the sax solo. <laughs> sax solo. If there was any song that shouldn't have a sax solo, you'd think this probably won't have one. Yeah. Surely this one. I know. Where, where are they coming out with this? But it's a good sax solo, though. Isn't and it? you know who does it? Is it Candy Dolphin? It's Candy Dolphin. Yeah, she does a few on this. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the fuck is happening? L- Lily was here as well. <laughs> Lily was all over this bitch. Jesus. Now, it's so bizarre. And the lyrics in this one are, uh, you know, I, I guess if you're saying it was written from the, standard, uh, the point of view yeah. of, for, of the baddie, it makes more sense because there are some questionable lyrics in oh, this for one. sure, man. And the thing is, like, the, the good thing about this song right, is it's got this kind of relentless pace to it. Mm, yeah. It doesn't let up at all. Right? Yeah. And, you know, and in some ways that's good because you don't have enough time to reflect that some of it is questionable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It's a little bit fucking pickup artist. 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, well, not even that, but there's just there's some there's some production stabs and bits and pieces in there, like oh yeah, no, that's uh, but it's, it's passed me by at such a pace, and I've just been caught up with this beat and the baseline. <laughs> I'm all right with it. Oh yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm three for three on this record so far. Okay, you see, I, the first one I'm not a fan of. I, I don't particularly like that. Okay, but I, as I say, I started off when I uh-huh. as I say, I, record, I don't like it as much as these two. Sure, but. It's enough that I'll give it a pass. It's like, right, no, that's fine. And and two and three definitely for me yeah. are winners. In fact, I'm going to go as far as saying this is the best three track opening to any record we've listened to so far. Oh my god! Okay, well, I can't think of one that I can put forward uh, to say that there's a better one. Well, it wasn't Phil Collins. No, it wasn't Phil Collins. It, it wasn't the Christians. It fucking wasn't the Christians. Uh, it wasn't Sinead O'Connor. No, it wasn't. After that, it was Soul to Soul. No, it wasn't that. No. Um... And then it wasn't New Kids on the Block. It was New Kids and wasn't Elton. No, okay. I can't argue with that. Something I, I found out was I was looking up to try and remind myself who the drum beat was. It, it's a beat by Tara Parr. But you know, by who? You are Tara Parr. <laughs> Tara Parr. <laughs> yeah. So Chris is from Northern Ireland. He said words funny. Yeah. Uh, weird. But then I was looking to see who else might have used the beat or uh, or who else like used Prince or printing sample and. There is, it turns out, a remix, and it was only released in the UK, mm-hmm. of Nine Inch Nails' Head Like a Hole. What? That uses this Prince song, right? No. Yeah, so I'm going to play a bit of this. It's not on Spotify, so I've got it. I've downloaded it. And yeah, here we go. Legally, of course. Yep. So, see, there's, that's straight out of this Prince song. This was an official release as well. This isn't just like a bootleg thing. This is good at that time when people are releasing every remix available. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were, on the US version of this, there were like 12 mixes. This Who was it? Was it like Bond the Bass or someone? Uh, it didn't say. It just says... Um, that sounds like something Bond the Bass would have done. Maybe so, know. but it's, it's just called Head Like a Whole Brackets Opal. Um, and all the other mixes were like yeah, like a whole silver or right. blah 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 dots of different ones and that was Opal it was only released in the UK but uh, it's got a sample from this one and it's also got a sample from Prince's song called Tambourine off his Around the World in a Day album uh-huh. so it makes me wonder if Trent Reznor was a Prince fan I don't know I wonder but, you know whenever he was I, I, I late f- 80s I find it very unlikely that he wasn't sure yeah, you know, I mean I think anyone you know like game respects game and all that mm, you know, right. I, I think if you got if you you know, whenever you speak to anyone that, that cares about music in any way, shape, or form, Prince is always someone that kind of comes up, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, universally respected, really. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, but I thought that was a strange one. That uh, that's nuts. I never heard that. That's great. Me neither. Not us. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I like it. Well, it's first listen. It, it sounds like they've almost just taken that beat for 16 bars. Yeah. Put the the very very start of head like a whole over it, and then gone into head like a whole proper okay. so it, it, it almost sounds like a cut and paste rather than a, a real use Probably of it reason. I don't know Probably something like Apex, Apex, like Apex 20 just knock that shit up in two Apparently minutes so, yeah. for insane yeah. amounts of money yeah anyway so track four the question of you the question of you the right. you of course being written in the traditional print <laughs> style yeah, yes a you <laughs> Thank you. 
little bluesy one, this. Yeah, kind of squelchy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What is the Bluesy ballads. To the question of you. What do I look for? I started this one. What shall I do? Mm-hmm. Being like, okay, we've had the first three, so okay, I've, you know, I suppose it's time for, for a bit of a lull. Yeah. Um, but then, again, within about a minute of this song, I was I, I was all in on this. Okay. You know, you kind of just, I really, really like that vocal. Then once you've got this kind of big, you've got this kind of grand room feeling guitar solo that kind of comes in. Yeah, there's a big solo in this one. And then there's these kind of the hand claps and the, the, mm-hmm. the really interesting things with the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, subvert the sound of it from being what you would normally expect it to sound like um, and then a little way into it uh, I don't know, it's just like about the feel of it obviously he's just done Batman yes Danny Elfman did the soundtrack to Batman oh yeah okay yeah and I think the back end of this song has got a real Danny Elfman feel to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you if you listen to it, it's kind of got that not manic in the way that Danny Elfman stuff is but when the, the kind of the more orchestral stuff with the was that harpsichord comes in yeah big flute yeah and it's got that kind of soundtracky feel and it's got a little bit of that kind of dark whimsicality that oh, is okay. whimsicality a word why not why fucking Dumb. not exactly yeah. it's English we're, we're English <laughs> yeah, um, you can say what you want I'm English you're whatever the fuck you are but um, <laughs> if you're Northern Irish please don't I'm only joking I'm not really a daft racist anyway um, yeah but I, I and that's I was thinking oh maybe he's just been you know maybe okay. he's picked up on that from working on that that's movie. an interesting take I thought it was kind of a strange place for him to go bringing the, the harpsichord and the flute mm. in you know three quarters of the way through the song I'm fine. I think it works okay. Yeah. But uh, I was just surprised that he'd done that. Yeah. But yeah, that could be. He's uh, taking some cues from that. You never know. Yeah, it's kind of got that self-reflective vibe in it lyrically. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. I at this point, whenever I'm this deep into an album, I'm kind of waiting to hear the one that I don't like. Well, sure. Well, all right. You, you're going up a ramp. It's yeah. going to have to tail off. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, no. But really, really like this one. Thought it fitted in really nicely with with the record. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah, it was about the right time for that pace change on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really, really liked it. I think I was pretty similar to you in that whenever it first started. Yeah, I was like, all oh, right, this is a ballad. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, don't really care. But then it was that much more blues tinged mm-hmm. uh, downbeat minor key again, uh, and it made it much more interesting than if it was just. A slow love song, that sort of shit. The one thing you can say about all four of these songs so far is they're all interesting. Sure. Okay. Okay, so track five is called... Elephants and Flowers. Yes, that's flowers. Flowers. Elephants and Flowers. For those of you who can't see, Dave's getting well into this one. I love this one. For those of you who can't see, you've got to run apart from yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Elephants and Flowers. I love, that's, I love that. You've kind of got that, again, I don't want to say funk rock stomp more times in this, but I'm going to say it again okay. at some point. And you just kind of, there's just everything in its place throughout the production. There's just interesting little bits coming in here and there. It creates a kind of a world and a, a feel where you know you're in a Prince song. Mm-hmm. You know you're in a Prince song. It's got these kind of elegiac kind of lyrics that start coming into it. Yeah, we're starting to see a bit of religion uh, yeah. metaphors and we, stuff. We've got kind of the gaudy stuff coming uh-huh. in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I mean, outstandingly on this, and this is the first time I'm sort of really thinking about it, and you can apply it back, but it's it's what he does with uh, melodies in vocal production. He just does all these little things. There's so many layers in the lyrics and the vocals all the time. Obviously, he's brought a new power generation. Mm-hmm. There's some strong singers, and there's a lot of great backing vocals throughout this record. But even but the things he's doing with his own voice, where he's kind of harmonising with himself in the production, and there's just like little bits that you, you can just hear, kind of um, you know little effects that he's put on the vocals and stuff here and there, right. and it just makes them sound so unique. Okay, and I, I just I just absolutely love it. And you've got the kind of the, the scratching that comes through, all the kind of the percussive stuff that comes back towards the end of it, and again, you know, just kind of got that screaming guitar that runs in it. I, sure. I yeah I this is this is a real favourite of mine on this record really because this one this. didn't do it for me at all I love this record right because I th- I thought this was just an, an also ran of a song no I, love I, this I didn't one. I, mean, I, I didn't read into it or kind of analyse it as much as you at all I didn't think about the layers mm-hmm. and, and the production but it completely washed over me and I thought it was a bit of a nothing. Ah, see, I, I think this is just a record that the more you hear it, the more you'll enjoy it, I think. I really like this one. So I'm five for five at the minute. You're, you're, you've... I'm, I'm three for five. Okay. I'm three for five, yeah. which, to be honest, is a fucking good ratio good from hit, what yeah. we've done. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, nice one. Number six, then? Round and round. Round and round. Now, this is not made for a Belfast accent. Round and round. Elven <laughs> <laughs> and flowers, round and round. Right, oh, so. right, when you say this is not made for a Belfast accent, what you mean is the English language. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So this is a ten in the candle song. Yes. Yes. That, it was also on his album at the time, I think, wasn't it? From, from reading up. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like an electro kind of drum machine break. Was Tevin Campbell like 10 at the time? Yeah, he, he's was a he, little kid. Is he? All right. This is a song he comes out and he's dancing. He's, I don't think, a strong presence in this film. He, right. he's, he's notably bad at the, the, at the lip sync and the stuff. Oh, is he? Okay. In, in that way that, you know, child actors can be. Well, sure. My main problem here is I just don't really like his voice. Um, No, that's not my main My main problem with this song is I think... It sounds tinny and shit, and like Casio badness. Yeah, I mean this. This to me, this is this is the first kind of uh, miss for me on this record. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy. I mean, I, I don't mind some of the. I don't mind some of that electro bass and some nice little bits and backing vocals here and there. Mm. There's also the weird choice when you consider where we are. There's the kind of the very very almost plagiarised soul-to-soul violin stabs that are in it, oh, which yeah. are just like uh, Back to Life. Right. You know, like, Okay. Um, so, uh. I, I don't hate this song, but it's utterly forgettable. Right. I would go so far as I think to say it's actually a bad song. I think this is a bad song. Oh, no, I think it's a bad song. I yeah. don't hate it. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not like, oh, this is... 
I mean, compared to some of the shit we've listened to, right? No, no. You know, I would, I would listen to this over eighty percent of that Fleetwood Mac album we had to listen oh, to. Yeah, no, I, I really this grates on me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, but so did that whole record, right? Well, but no, this is this is not a good song. I'm not, I'm not into it. No, uh, it's it's one of only I think two completely new songs that he wrote for this as well. Yeah. Everything else was like, like we said, the updated version or yeah. reworking or something like this, but. This was a brand new one, and to me, it sounds like a bad 1990 song. Yeah, you know that's the thing. It, it sounds of its time, and it sounds of what I didn't like at that time. Sure, you know, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. This is this is uh, not a good one for me. I mean, I would say at this point, this is probably a good moment to take a, a break and see what else is going on. That is very yeah true. Uh, we've done six tracks, and okay, so you're five for six. Five for six, yeah. That's good, mate. Okay, I'm three for six, which I'm fine with. But yeah, let's have a wee look and see uh, what else is going on in the world of the like the album charts, etc. So, like I say, this was late August. We've we've got a couple of new things in the album top ten, but mm-hmm. not a great amount. And because this was only number one for one week, yeah, there's not a lot. I'm not looking at a big uh, breadth of time. So, well, since since this is a double album, that's probably for the best. Yeah, true enough, man. Uh, so, number ten in the charts this week is a new one. Is the Pixies' Bossa Nova. Okay. Yeah, and I admit this was 1990. I had friends who were into the Pixies, mm-hmm. tried to get me into them, or I should have been into them more yeah. than I was at the time. I knew, I knew Debaser. You know, right. I I knew a couple of uh, Come On Pilgrim, that sort of thing. But when a Boston Nova came out, I wasn't aware. I didn't okay. buy it at the time. Didn't listen to it at the time. It was months, maybe even close to a year after that I really started listening to that. Well, you know, I mean, Pixies are one of the big bands that got away from me. Mm. They're a band that I should be into, but I'm not. I, right. I have I have a dance floor relationship with the big singles yeah, from yeah. dancing to them in indie clubs because you couldn't get away from them. Well, yeah, indeed. But for whatever reason, I never delved into the Pixies at the time. And I think by the time I went and did try, I think I'd missed the moment a little bit. True enough. I think other other things in my life have probably taken the place that the Pixies would have. Fine, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, you know, in the same way, some things you just can't, I don't think you can go back to in the same way. Oh, completely. You have to, some, uh, I think music's weird like that. Sometimes you have to discover things for yourself in a way. You have to be there at the time. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I, I know there's a million Pixies fans that would disagree with me, but it's just never quite, I, I, I don't, I don't think the Pixies are, are bad in any way, shape, or mm. form. I recognise them for what they are, but they've just never quite been my band. They've never been my band. And, uh, I am not as big a fan as some of my friends. Yeah. I do think they're brilliant. I think they are a fantastic band. And whenever I go back and listen to Bossa Nova, it is a great album. It really is. Uh, but at the time, I wasn't wasn't Fair paying enough. any attention. And when I think about some of the records, I do have big relationships with. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I, I do do think about you know shooting myself. <laughs> yeah, there's some you can't justify. Yeah, and I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, I know that second Corn album better than the Pixies. And yeah. It's like, oh, fucking hell, really? What's wrong no. with me? God. Uh, number nine this week is Roxette's Look Sharp. Wicked. So, uh, you know, fair enough. That What was what was the name of their best of that we looked up? Oh, was it uh, Don't Boris Gets, Gets to the Chorus? Don't Boris Gets to the Chorus. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, number eight. And knowing you are a big fan, I wonder if you had this album, Duran Duran's Liberty. I don't think I had it at the time. I think I have owned it at some point on oh, a really? charity shop. 
Okay. This is the fallow period for uh, Duran Duran. This is yeah. This is this is after they've done the kind of the comeback with three members, and they put out some pretty good stuff. When they put out like Notorious and um, All She Wants Is, and that stuff that had a slightly kind of when was that late eighties? That's late eighties. Okay, yeah. right, yeah. Skin trade and stuff like that, and then uh-huh. this record, I can't remember. I can't even tell you what's on it. I looked up uh, to see what the single was. Yeah. Didn't recognise one song. Yeah. This is before they came back with Wedding Album, which would have been a couple of years later. Okay. Which had uh, Come Undone. Oh, right. I remember, I remember that. that. Yeah. Okay. Which uh, is an actually very good record. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Have you, have, you ever, yeah. have you ever listened to their covers album? No, but I've heard a couple of it. I've heard the hip hop ones, and they're awful. Oh, mate. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so, so, so bad. So ill-judged. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw Duran Duran like were we were you at that gig? No, no, but I remember you talking about it. I think you got me tickets for it actually. Uh, uh, possible, but yeah, went went to yeah see them and played the hits. It was amazing. And then when they played some of the new stuff and they had videos of them coming out of flowers and stuff, it's like lads, right? I'm more power. Yeah. I mean, you know what though, right? If someone told me tomorrow and it's a new Duran Duran single out, it's excellent. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Really? I, I still think that I, I almost expect them at some point to put something out good again. It's one of, oh, one of those bands, you know. I think you know you got a you got an eye for a pop single. You got an eye for a pop single. Maybe so. Maybe so. An ear. Maybe. <laughs> <more appropriately. laughs> yeah, true. Uh, seven is New Kids on the Block. Step by step. Yeah. Which we've done. We're six. Phil Collins, but seriously, Jesus, still Christ. there. I'm August. Like, oh, wait, August. Yeah. That's nuts. Isn't it? Yeah. From the, I think it was end of November '89, wasn't well, it? I mean. Why was that record so big? And why does no one talk about it now? No. No, absolutely. Uh, then next one is Michael Bolton's Soul Provider, <laughs> which I'm sure is hilarious, but I've never bothered to listen. I, I, I love I love the fact that it's called Soul Provider. It's like he's like a service. He's like, <laughs> you can imagine it painted on the side of a van. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think that it's more like, well, it's not your soul. It's not my soul. It's our soul. <laughs> That's why everyone says, here comes, here's uh, Michael Bolton. He's like, our soul man. He's got our soul. He's got our soul man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheap laughs. Uh, number four. Sake, number four is uh, John Bon Jovi's Blaze of Glory, Young Guns 2 soundtrack. Fuck me, I had that. Did you have uh, see, I loved this single, the single, yeah. the, the actual um, Blaze of Glory song. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Never heard the soundtrack. Oh, I had it on tape. I'm pretty sure if I heard that now, I would know all the songs on it. Really? I listened to it a lot, yeah. Sweet. No, no. Oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> there you go, yeah. Didn't listen to the Pixies, but fucking John Bon Jovi. Hey, yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I love the film. I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I had a poster on my wall of the young oh, guns. Oh, nice, okay. Yeah, the original one. I got it from a video shop. You know, when you oh, go yeah. to a video shop and ask if you could have their old posters. Yes. Yes, mate. Wicked, mate. Uh, number three, Elton John, Sleeping with the Past, which we did last <laughs> yep. week. Number two is The Three Tenors in Concert. Oh, good. Which we will be visiting in the future. Yeah. Briefly. Oh, mate, really? Yeah, indeed. Why uh, do we do this? Oh, fuck's not. Yeah, we spy on Petard. But... Uh, the only two, there were only two other albums I could see released in this time period of note, but these are these are two goodies. Okay. First, LL Cool J's "Mama Said Knock You Out." Oh boy! Yeah, man. Yes, yes absolutely. Nineteen ninety, "Mama Said Knock You Out," which and I still put the title track of that is one is one of my favorite hip hop songs. Oh, it's one of the greatest hip hop songs stunning. of all time. Yeah, 
Classic. And some other good stuff on that record. Jingling Babies on that record. It's, it's not bad. Go on, Jingling Baby. Go ahead, baby. It's, it's good. But um, I was reminded when I was just thinking about Mama Said Knock You, I, I do love that MC Pitman song, oh, which yeah. starts off, Don't call me a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> Top quality. Fucking Pitman, it was so good. If you never listen to MC Pitman, it's basically a rapper from early 2000, late 90s, early 2000s, yeah, who just basically parody hip-hop songs uh, from the perspective of being a northern coal miner stroke scally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed, and it works yeah. for some reason. Uh, and from the streets? What fucking street? Coronation Street? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's still going. I wonder. I wonder oh, if he's wow. got like social media we can friend him. Oh, yeah, I wonder. Get him mm. on the podcast. De- oh, imagine. Uh, and then the other one that came out this week is Vanilla Ice to the Extreme. Oh, okay. I'm surprised I didn't go to number one. Apparently not. I bet you what happened was it was released and did a slow climb and then was kept off at Christmas. Oh, maybe. Vanilla Ice. I reckon that's um, the uh, most likely. Discography. UK, um, num- pizza number four. Four, right. Number one in the US. Right, yeah. End of decade charts. 20th in the US Billboard. At the end of the 90s? Of the 90s. Holy shit. 20th biggest album in the 90s. Fuck, okay, that's that's massive then. Yeah, it was a fucking enormous record. Mm. It's had six studio albums, 13 singles. He's only had 13 singles. That surprises me. Ice Ice Baby, I Love You, Cool As Ice, Everybody Get Loose, featuring Naomi Campbell. Rolling in with 5.0, 91. Uh, Satisfaction, Road to My Riches, Roll Em Up, The Wrath, Get Loose, Too Cold, Snafu, featuring Jimmy Pop. Uh, nothing Is Real. Jimmy get- Pop from the Bloodhound. Yeah. It's 2001. Right. Get Your Ass Up, featuring Perla. The Weed Song, featuring Rahan in 2002. Hot Six, Elvis Killed Kennedy, featuring Chuck D and Rahan. What? Mm-hmm. What? Survivor, Tell Me Why, featuring Gemini and, Zo- and Zeno. Ice Ice Baby, re-recorded in 2008. Okay, that's awful. Yeah. To Turn It Up, Born on Halloween, featuring the insane Clown Posse, 2007. <laughs> 2011, Jump Around. Fuck! Oh god! Oh no! I think I've heard that version. Uh, mate, my my favourite though is 2012 Ice Ice Baby Zumba Remix. <laughs> oh god, Vanilla! That's Jesus so bad. Christ, that's shocking. Zumba Remix. What the fuck, mate? Oh, mate. oh and how about in 2010 uh, as a featured artist under pressure? Ice Ice Baby, Jedward featuring Vanilla Ice. Oh no. One from the album that, Planet Jedward. That happened. Oh my yeah. Christ. How much, I mean. That's disgraceful. I mean, how many, how much disrespect for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> you, you had a 1996, you had a, a guest appearance on the Bloodhound Gangs on One Fierce Beer Coaster. Uh huh. Um, who else did you feature with? The Insane Clown Posse on Swallow This Nut. <laughs> Forgotten Freshness Volume 4. Um, oh, who else no. with? This is some bad shit. I what is... Oh, fuck. He must look back at his career and go, <laughs> oh, it all started so well. Oh, my God. It's so well, fucking bad. It's, it's just wall-to-wall dog shit. Okay, but when it came out, Vanilla Ice, in 1990, did you have the album? 
I have, I think that someone I knew had it, so I didn't have to. No, my right. mate Lee Vincent had it on oh, vinyl, yes. so I would borrow it off him. Right. I, I knew the album fairly well. I see, right. I loved Ice Ice Baby. So did I. Yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't know well, Queen, though. I didn't, I didn't know nah, the pressure. Nah, I was nah, like, this really. is fucking brilliant. I can't believe he's come up with this. <laughs> yeah. Genius, mate. I still know all the lyrics to Ice Ice <laughs> Baby. I can do it off the top of my head. I bet you could. Yeah. I bet you yeah, it, it stick you in a karaoke, don't even need the screen. But mate, I don't. I don't need it. I mean, I know all of them, and I fucking never listen to the Pixies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a special place in hell for people like us. Ah, um, uh, well, that's all there really was. Anyway, this one week in uh, 1990 that's worth talking about. So back into Prince, I guess. Back into Graffiti Bridge. Yeah, let's do it. So we're now at track number seven. We Can Funk. We Can Funk. So, featuring George Clinton. Yep. He's also in the film. Oh, is he in the... He's mm-hmm. not quite enough. I see. Is he one of Prince's crew? Or no, he's got his own crew. Oh, is he? He's a separate crew. Okay. So we, we are we are into what I would describe as the sex section of the album. The erection section. The erection section. Yeah. yeah the um, the dirty couch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in every nightclub you've ever been to, there's a dirty couch oh, in there. It's don't like, don't sit there, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, mate, it's like some snails have been here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, horrible. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But um, so this is a, this is a reworking of uh, a track from Purple Rain. Uh huh. Strictly speaking, it's on the special. It's on the bonus editions of Purple Rain. It's right. called "We Can Fuck" by Prince and Revolution. Sure, okay. But it's had a, like a G funk reworking here. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, it sounds like a George Clinton track. It sounds like Parliament. It sounds like something that that Dre would sample three years later. Um, so you know, we're we're in a pervy Prince territory. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the main lyric, "I'll gladly pee in anybody's cup." That stood out to me. Yeah, and I'm testing positive. I'm testing positive for the funk. I'll gladly pee in anybody's cup. Yeah. Right, cheers, Prince. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to fucking have that image nah, at all. Nah, I, we can rewrite the Karma Sutra, but with fewer words. Yeah. Right. Uh, Prin- Prince is on full, like, I'm going to do something unpleasant to you on any <laughs> surface. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not that, but I, I, I don't find the main body of this song that interesting. Well, to be honest, I don't like Parliament. I love Funkadelic. Yeah. But whenever he, uh, whenever they moved towards Parliament, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was more of that, what is now G Funk sound, that kind of squelchy synths. Yeah. It's not my thing. Yeah, I mean, we've disagreed about mm. this over the years, mainly around uh, Dre's The Chronic and Snoop Dogg's. Indeed. That that sound, I I kind of do love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know you don't care for it yeah. this to me is not even a good example of that no I think it's bad parliament yeah, yeah. this is yeah this is uh, I mean yeah this is some, it's not great it, it, as with a lot of these songs it gets more interesting midway through I, I yeah I noticed this from about three minutes in there's more shit going on yeah the, like the, it's, it's another one of these songs on here it's got quite an overblown outro where he just starts throwing stuff in mm-hmm. and it's just fun. Yeah, 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 that's fair. It's a lot more fun. So it's fine, but again, I would have been perfectly happy if they'd have lost this track off the album. Oh, really? You would skip this listening through again? Yeah. I mean, I'll see if I can find kind of halfway through here. 
it gets better as he's chucking more stuff in. I don't know, it's a, bit, it's a bit denser. Yeah, and a bit more. Not ominous, but. Oh, that, that. That's yeah. shit. It's definitely more interesting. Yeah. Did you listen to the original? I listened to some of it, because it's 10 minutes long. No, I mean, it's not really a finished song. No, it, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. It's pervy Prince, but... It's, Wait, it's, but this is spectacularly pervy, though. Yeah, but I mean, Prince is often at his best when he's pervy. It's like, Cream mm. is fucking great. Get Off is Get great. Off is incredible. Get, I mean, Get Off is just overblown pervert. I would say it, Pound for it, Pound, Get Off is my favourite Prince song. Mine is either Get Off or Alphabet Street. I love Alphabet Street. Yeah. Thing is, that's the problem. If we start naming Prince songs, you know... A lot of the time, my favourite Prince song is the song I'm listening to. The, the last one you heard that you like, yeah. Uh, but in terms of, because again, you're a bigger fan of Prince than I am. You know his songs more. Is this, because like, I was surprised at how overtly, like, gross per, uh, sex this was. Is he, does he do that a lot? I mean, you know, when your cup overflows, I'm testing positive and I'll pee some more. That sort of shit. Is that normal yeah, for Prince? Yeah, I mean, no. It's particularly... It's very uh, graphic. It's, it's particularly graphic, but, I mean, th- there's a lot of sex in Prince songs. Oh, sex, definitely. There's a lot of, I want to do you, you want to do me. Oh, no, there is a lot of... There's, but, there's, yeah. some, there's some fairly, you know, kind of graphic bits and pieces out there, you oh, know? Fair play. But I, I you know, quite enjoy you know, the, the whole, You know, the whole kind of uh, masturbating to a magazine. You true, know, yes. You know, that's on the first record. Yeah, okay. That is true. I, just, I don't know, it, just, it took me by surprise. Ah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm fine with it because it's almost comedically oh, you need to, you need to You need to delve deeper, my friend. Maybe so. You need so. to get yourself on a little little Prince journey. Get myself a little I'll fucking playlist. Prince sex tape. Oh, God. A Prince? Oh, no, no, I don't want to see it. <laughs> no, I don't want to see it. I mean, I, I, don't, I just can't. I don't want to see it. Like I said, this doesn't do it particularly for me because the sound isn't to my mm-hmm. liking. But I think as it gets going and more stuff comes in and more stuff is added... I, I, I get into it. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Great. So track eight. Track eight. Joy in repetition. This is the the, the exception to the sex songs, really. I suppose. What do you mean? This isn't like a super. Oh, oh in this this, song, this in section. section yeah, yeah. Fair. Again, that sounds a little bit like Flight of the Concords to me when they do that vocal. And also, it sounds like his Sign of the Times, that yeah. style of vocal. But what I like about this it, is it's quite sparse musically, mm-hmm. but um, obviously, he's telling the story through it. He's telling the story about kind of um, seeing this girl in a club. Uh, and it's just, again, it's just something in the, in the phrasing of it that draws me into the story. Yeah. Yeah, and this is this is exactly what I was talking about before. This is the kind of nonsense story that he writes that somehow works because it creates this mental image of this, like kind of, of this world that he's inhabiting, mm-hmm. right? But then when he tries to put that world on screen, okay. it's like, oh no, hang on, this is fucking nonsense. Right. One of those right. things where it's it's like you, this is as an abstract thing. There's this thing that exists in music and it's just this kind mm. it's, it's great. And I really like the story but then in the movie where you start illustrating it and putting 
like kind of reality around it and it becomes sure. less cartoonish it becomes more cartoonish it's and just therefore nonsense. like oh this is just nonsense would you think would it help because uh, I, I can't even think who directed the film at all no idea Prince did oh well there you go. that's why do you think if he had an actual proper director who could keep him in line and go no we're not doing that because that's a stupid idea do you I, reckon it could have been a better film I mean I could someone have interpreted it for him I, I think if he'd have had someone to sit down with him at the start of it and go well, these are the ideas you want to put across. Yeah. Then, yeah, but not from from the script that existed and the concept that existed, it's fucked from the outside. Is it? All right, it's enough. nonsense. I see. Well, it sounds like what you're saying is Prince was going to do whatever he wanted, and no one could tell him anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, the amount of money that Purple Rain made—it's a sequel to Purple Rain. They, the studio would have been like, "Yeah, you've got to do a sequel to Purple Rain," and you know, he did. <laughs> Oh, shit. Movie did not do well. No, no, it made uh, grossed $4.2 million, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Rubbish. Album did well, though, so that's fine. Mm. Well, I mean, the album got to number one in the UK. It didn't get to number one in the States. No, but, you know... But you, it's sold them but, Yeah, but you can do, you can do uh, volumes out there. So. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I did think it was weird. I mean, the Joy and Repetition is obviously the, the title. Mm. He's gone very literal on that because he says joy in repetition 15 times at the end of this nice. song. Yeah. And the funny thing is, they call it, the song's called Joy in Repetition, but the time the song gets less interesting and less <laughs> joyful is yeah. when the repetition God, starts. Oh, fucking just end. Yeah. But, you know, but there's the big guitar over the fade out again. Mm, I yeah. mean, this song, I mean, I, I did write on here, this song does outstay as well. Yeah. And this is something we've talked about before as well. You know, when songs are seven minutes long and they don't need to be. Yeah. Um, I haven't really felt that on this. No, I haven't. This is the first one that I was like, okay, this one has over sure. right. And this is only five minutes long as well. But, uh, but again, I did like this song. Over, oh, really? Okay. Overall, I liked this song. I, I liked it less towards the end. Right. Which is, again, the opposite of the way a lot of these songs yeah. are. But, I th- but you know, I was interested enough in it to start off with. And, like, you know, and okay. the story and the way it was going. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know how, how it hold up to a lot of repeated listens. I don't, you know, it might mm. turn up being something this is It's definitely an album track. Sure, uh, okay. But, uh, it kind of is another one that sort of just washed over me and then I got a bit annoyed with it at the end. Yeah. I would, I would definitely skip this. So, track number nine is another The Time song. The Time, yes. So, track number nine is Love Machine. Yes. Love Machine. Yeah. Again, this is a very, very pervy song. This mm-hmm. is about a love machine. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. It's, yeah. it's called Love Machine. It's a fuck machine. Yeah. Um, you know, you got that female pop soul vocal. The chorus. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's like the first time song. It stomps along, doesn't it? No, you see, the first one, I guess, maybe because of that really upbeat drum sample they yeah. used. That held me the entire yeah. time. This dragged. This absolutely did. I oh, felt so there was I, no life to this at all. Oh, I, oh, I quite like this one. I, don't know. I, yeah. think, it, I think it's because some of the lyrics in it are so ridiculous. Oh, it entertained me. Oh, Se- the lyrics are dreadful. 17 tongues licking from the neck down, moving in a quick speed circular motion. It is 
This. That's an incredible lyric. <laughs> That's a lyric that shouldn't be in any song. The thing is, right, as well, the, do you know what Morris Day looks like? Not really, no. He's not a sexy man. Okay. And I find that sometimes when, I think when Prince is writing for Morris Day mm. and he writes lyrics that Prince could get away with, you're like, but Morris Day is a very freckly kind of chickmunk of a man. Really? Okay. You know, I would describe Morris Day as kind of being like the kind of the missing link between Arsenio Hall and Colton from the Fresh Principle. Oh, there. wow. That's uh, evocative. So I don't find Morris Day saying this stuff that comfortable. No. It's like, ooh. It's like, you know, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't want to hear your dad reading erotica. Fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. There's a lyric in this that is pretty dodgy uh, in the back and forth yeah. where Morris Day I guess is, is saying shall we imagine a menage a trois and the woman responds I'm too young yeah like, yeah. I mean like if I'm recalling this correct the backdrop of this song as well is he's I met this woman been really creepy to her mm. somehow taken her out anyway and he's at a club at his club drinking and he's got one of the other members of the time Hiding under the table, topping up her wine glass. Oh, wow. It's very date rapey. Wow. That's and, and special. It ends up, she comes back to his house, in, and then the kid comes and rescues her on his motorbike. I see. Okay. And then I think, kind of, she wakes up in his bed, and they're in a relationship. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> God. It's, it's, yeah. Is it, oh, thanks. Thanks for doing the hard work for me, Morris. I've got it from here. Yeah, thank you for, thank you for <laughs> rescuing us. And, and bearing in mind that they haven't met until this point. Oh, this really? Point. So she just wakes up in his bed. And he's jumping all over her like a puppy. Fuck hell, that's anyway. just weird. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I, I don't mind this one uh, at oh, all. Yeah. But again, I'm, this section so far is not holding up to the, the start of the record. No, I think this is shite, this song. I really do. The, I think it's a poor production, very basic, full hip-hop beat and things like this. And I think that female chorus is... So bad. See, I, I don't react to it as badly as that. I think it's absolutely fine, but yeah. it's um, I'm fine but unremarkable. I would go with. Okay, I, I right, fair enough. I think it is a bad bad song. Fair enough. And so, track number ten. Number ten, right? Where are we? So, number ten, tick tick bang. Yes. No. <laughs> Ooh, can't hold it. Scratching going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So like we're 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 still in pervy. I mean, really. Oh, very pervy, 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 pervy territory mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And this is like kind of a lot tighter, kind of tight, dirty funk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But with that kind of proto-hip-hop kind of scratch, it's got that, you know, obviously we're in like New Jack Swing territory here, and it's kind of, it, it's a kind of a fusion between that New Jack Swing sound that's happening, which I, you know, obviously knew Kevin, yeah, sorry, Kevin Campbell yeah, would become yeah. very much known for. Yeah. And, but it's just that, that keyboard, that ding, 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 ding. That's very Prince. It, it get, I guess it is. That is one of the bits of like, the song I don't like. I oh, see, I, that's the bit that holds it all together for really? me. Really? Right. Yeah, that's the me oh, that goes, that okay, that's, that, that's the elevator. That's the, yeah. the, that's the elevator bit for me. All oh, right. And it's, you know, it, the whole thing's running through this kind of very thinly veiled premature ejaculation metaphor. It's all about jizz. I mean, it's not really a metaphor. It's, <laughs> it's just... It's just <laughs> or, or he's, not, he's not hiding it very well. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's the lyrics? Uh, 
And if I ever get you, never get you, there's no telling how long I'd last before I tick, tick, bang all over you. Yeah, exactly. Right. What, what were you talking about, Prince? I have no idea. I have no idea. And it's like, there's a bit of, oh, it's getting on me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've written here, that main keyboard refrain is amazing. Oh, I see. I, no, I, I, I love it. it. Right. Well, how are you with his falsetto style as well on this one? Uh, yeah, I like it. You do? Not a fan. Uh, see, I, right. I, I've been through that whole process. For, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Prince falsetto is, you kind of tune yourself into that. Okay. You know, like on the, you know, Batman soundtrack when he goes into Scandalous and it's in that full kind of high kind of operatic range. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, that's, 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 I don't like that. And then you're like, ah, oh, but I kind of do now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, maybe it's Stockholm Syndrome. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with Prince up, yeah, up in the high ranges. I see. I, yeah, okay. I've, I've put the hours in, though, mate. You have. You deserve to enjoy whatever you want to yeah, enjoy yeah. about Prince. Even if it's a song about just spunking it all over some woman. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's like, again, how do you get away with this? I mean, he's Prince. Yeah. And, you know, he's a he's a disgusting purple sex goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Who can't control his jeans. He's a funky, disgusting, sex goblin, dressed in crushed velvet and purple and wearing kitten heels. With a funky weapon. And fuck it, what a man he is. Yeah. yeah. And I miss him every day. (laughs) I fucking do. I I, I saw him live on Diamonds and Pearls. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I never saw him again live. Oh, did you not go to the one of the O2 ones? No, I can get tickets. Ah, that's right. I, I never saw him at all, but I suspect if, if I'd known he was going to do the hits, I mean, yeah, fine. But knowing that there was a possibility he might play four hours worth of just some jam or album tracks, I'd be like, I'm not going to take See, I, knowing your uh, relationship with big shows and things along those lines, I don't believe for a second you would leave a print show anything other than impressed. Oh, really? Because he was such a showman and so much of it was about reaction, he couldn't leave a crowd unrocked. Okay. You know, the guitar thing. Oh, the, on the George Harrison tribute. And, you know, everybody yeah. else is just doing their big solos. And then he comes out and just outshowmans all of Oh, them. wipes the floor. Do you know what I mean? He's just yeah. on his fucking knee. You know, yeah. dude was incredible. I absolutely admit it's a shame I never saw him, but I never made the effort either. So, right, we, we are now... So, we're not track 10, that was, of 17. So, we're kind of two-thirds of the way through. Right, should we take should we do a quick break? The singles. Right, so yeah, let's do a quick roundup of singles and what was going on in the singles chart this week. And again, because it's only for one week, we don't have a, a lot of leeway to go. Well, let's try and look at some new stuff. We've seen a good few of these before. One we haven't seen though, number ten, and you better not remember this at all. Cliff Richard Silhouettes. Oh, no, I don't What the that. fuck? Why is he... Hey, why is he releasing a single in summer? It's not Christmas, Cliff. <laughs> you're, you're not allowed to be doing this. And how did it get to number 10? Because there are millions of people that... Like, I mean, most of them are dead now. Well, true, time. yeah. We, we've, we've cleared the air of that one. Uh, but you're silhouettes. And before my sins, I listened to it, didn't remember one bit. No, unless I... Don't no, I mean, we're not going to play it. Number nine is... Blue Pearls, Naked in the Rain. Yep. Did that last week. Number eight, not on Spotify, thank God. Jive Bunny's Can Can You Party, which oh, would have been I mean, one I with the Can Can. I, I mean, I don't even remember that existing. I remember them having one with the Can Can in it. Right. Yeah, and it being as shit as all their other ones, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number seven, though. Right, number seven. This is a goodie. I know there's something 
classic ballads. Now we're talking. Yeah, man. Listen to your heart. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. a tune. Yeah, that's a big, big old power ballad. And again, you know, I think we talked about Roxette a little bit before. I didn't give two shits about them at the time. I, I probably thought, oh, this isn't for me. This is, this is bad, you know, overblown nonsense. But I was wrong. I'll admit it. Yeah. That's a brilliant song. I mean, yeah, you don't want to hear a fucking album, but... No, 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 no. But I will absolutely listen to her heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, top good. Top good. Top quality. Top (laughs) good. That's top good, that is. God. Uh, Number six, we will be discussing this in the future, George Michael's Praying for Time. Okay. Uh, So number six at the minute. Number five is the DNA, Suzanne Vega, Tom's Diner. Mm Mm-hmm. Number four. <laughs> yeah. Woo! <laughs> That's some quality pop music this is. Yeah. Don't me. You just want to forget me. Why don't you come and get me? Betty Boo. Uh, where are you, baby? Where are you, baby? Yeah, no, yes. exactly. I think we did do in the do before. This, this must have been her year. I'm yeah. pretty sure this is the second single we've seen of Betty Boo. Yeah, from the album Boo Mania. Oh, it was? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, so that's number four. Number three, New Kids on the Block Tonight. Yeah. Right. And we, we, we do have to admit that's a good song. Yeah. Number two is Deacon Blue, four back rack and David songs, whatever. I never understood Deacon Blue, did you? No. Nah. Don't get it. Uh, number one, though. And I'm going to play this and see how long it takes you to get this. And again, don't get this straight away because it'll be an embarrassment to everyone. Oh, this is... um... This is number one. Oh, Oh, this is... Is this this Timmy Mallet and Bomb Ballerina? Yes! Before, before it came in, mate. Mate, I'm, I'm stunned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I remember that coming out. And, and even at, you know, 15, being appalled oh, that something so bad could exist. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, this was this was not a good novelty song. Was no, it? Total bullshit. Yeah. Total bullshit. But fucking number one. For a while. Yeah, I think it was a few weeks. Mate. British people are twice. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, I have nothing against Timmy Mallet because I enjoyed Whack a Day and all those fucking TV shows whenever I was a kid. But why would he come and do this? Why? I mean, because he's Timmy Mallet. He was, he was fucking wacky. Mate, I mean, like, you know, you're probably going to want to revisit the not having anything against Timmy Mallet. <laughs> okay, I've got this against Timmy yeah. Mallet. Yeah, that is true. Uh just dreadful just dreadful so that's the top 10 and you know let's face it that's that's not a brilliant top 10 we've seen a lot better um, oh no that's a terrible top 10 yeah yeah. if you've got Cliff Richard Jive Bunny and Bomb Ballerina in the top 10 that's yeah. a bad period I suppose this is summer as well so there were kind of novelty holiday hits and shit like that but yeah whatever yeah, bad um, the only other uh, single that I noticed that came out in this period was NWA's Gangsta Gangsta was yeah. in, in the charts this week 
peaked at number 70. I remember buying that yeah. from uh, Sounds Wicked Records. Sounds on, Wicked. Uh, and that's with a Z. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, uh, on Marsh Road in Luton. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I bought, I bought that. I, I, I remember I bought... Because did La Rasa by uh, Kid oh, Frost come out this yeah. week? I've not got a note of it, but it's possible it might have might have done past yeah, me by. La Rasa, that's a tune. That's all right, that. There you go. So the singles-wise, not exactly what I'd call a golden week for singles. No, I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is shitty really. week. Yeah, it, yeah, we, we've seen better, and we will see better again. All right, so we've let's let's uh, let's get into the back end of this record, shall we? First one we're back with is another one credited to the time. This is Shake. This is what we got. This is what we got. We got this call and response vocal it runs through it. I really like this one. Really, uh, this is fucking dreadful. I love this one. It's one of my favorite records. It's one of my favorite things on the record. Really? Yeah. I really, oh my god. I really like it. I really like that kind of the thing that sounds a little bit like wild thing. Tone like. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that that runs through it. Yeah, I, I just really, I just really like this tune. I think it's, it just, uh, it just, oh, make, wow. it, make, it makes me kind of bob my head and move really? around. Yeah, I really like this one. Oh, I can't do it at all. But really, this was really. I thought this was everything bad about it. Oh, I love this one. It's like the lyrics. I thought those are bad lyrics. They are, you know, just rhyming dictionary nonsense shit. Yeah, but it's it's a big kind of dance floor, and this is what you do. Yeah, you know, right. you don't expect the lyrics to be good on this, do you? Well, I've, as we've probably discussed before, I'm not necessarily a lyrics person. Yeah. But if the instrumental of a song is good, I'm more inclined to like it. Yeah. But I think the instrumental of this is shit as well. I see, I like these bad lyrics. The, the whole, the, just the whole thing makes me, yeah. kind of makes me want to dance. That organ bit, that... Yeah, it sounds really like, like 96 that. Tears or Wooly Bully or one of those in the 60s songs but it's just a sort of shit version nah, I see I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this fair one. enough I don't get I this think, one at I, all I think you've got no, uh, no funk in yourself no, <laughs> no, you know, you know I'm, and I'm prepared to go along with that I, you know, knowing how I go into these records and how I feel by a certain point and the kind of acid that is dripping off of my pen mm. Uh, you know, I am well aware that I have given things on this record a pass that I probably wouldn't normally do. And I've, and I've tried to be a dick about things. When I, but the, the fact of it is that I was, when I was listening to this record in general, mm. I was pretty happy. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, shake. Good for me, bad yeah. for you. Bad for me. Fair enough. Not all. Yeah, I think you're wrong, but there we go. Yep. I think we're number 12. Thieves in the Temple. Yeah. This single coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Did you like it at the time? Yeah. Right. You tell me what you think of this song first. I think this is a good song. I do. I think it's a good song. Um, I think it's the definite right choice for the single. Yeah. Um, it's it's short. Uh, it, it doesn't wander around too much. It's got a hook to it. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's pretty decent. I think it's far from any of my favourite Prince songs. 
Right. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's a goodie. This is one of my favourite Prince songs. Of is all it? Time. I fucking love this song. Really? And it's it's one of those songs that I I know that I love way more. That it's it's a song that's never in the conversation. But, mm. And and to me, it's baffling that this isn't the conversation. Oh, I see. Okay. This, the, 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 like just like the the like simplicity of that kind of of that keyboard riff, the the build yeah. up in that vocal as it kind of comes in, then that heavy drop backing vocals that run through. The chorus is enormous. Mm-hmm. I fucking love "Come Quick," love "Come in a Hurry." It's thieves in the temple tonight. That's fucking brilliant. Lyric. And then it's just got that. Like I think that um, the lyric in it, where it's just like me and you, we could have been a work of art. I mm-hmm. just think that is perfect. Okay, that's just like a perfect sentence. That's just like, that's just like a cool as fuck thing to say to someone. It's just like ah, oh, me right. and you, we could have been a work of art. That's so fucking badass, cool. Okay, like, I love this song. I just I love the way it goes together. It's it's one of the, it's one of those songs. I've got this song on a couple of compilations and. Quite often, when this song's over, I will go. I'm going to listen to that again. Really, and right back on it. I love this song, and I cool. I, I can't tell you why. Mm. I, I know that it doesn't grab other people in the same way, but this to me is a, this is the definite. If I have top five Prince songs, this is in my top five. I'm assuming mm. that if that is one of your favourite Prince songs, yeah, this is so far your favourite one on the album. Would yeah. that be fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's my favourite song on the album. Moving on to the next one, number 13, is The Latest Fashion. Fellas, yeah! Hit me! Are we ready? I do believe we are ready. What time is it? Now? It's killing time, Mois. I know that's right, because I am. The Latest Fashion. <laughs> yeah. So this is another time song, but this is kind of a duetty one, isn't it? Right, because this is credited to both of them. This is Prince yeah. and the Time. Yeah. So is this, this is like a back and forth in the. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. I mean, there's, there's um. And Candy Delphi here. Candy Delphi here on a sax side. There's yeah. a shitty rap in it. Yeah. This one it just doesn't stand up to me at all. This is paper thin. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this this didn't need to be on there. No, I find this very bland. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, there's just nothing standing out at all. And that and that's and that is the worst crime on this record is being bland. Right. Sure. Because that's even the stuff you know. In stuff that you, you like or don't like, I don't think any of it's bland. No, no, there are ones that I dislike because I don't like what they're doing, yeah. but it's not like, whatever. Yeah, so I mean, let's not, let, I mean this is a long album, let's not dwell anymore. No, fair enough, yeah, so not nothing else to say about that, really. Track 14. Melody Cool. Melody Cool, indeed. Melody Cool being the name of yeah. a, a character in the film. So yeah, this is, so this is, this is made with Staples, which is the new power generation. Uh-huh. Well, I'm the staple singer. Um, and she's got a fucking voice on her, let's face it. Well, and that's it. This, obviously, this is the track probably most out of the record uh, where you're reminded that this is a soundtrack album. Because this is her singing a song from the perspective of her character uh-huh. um, that is very much, you know, I'm here, I'm telling you that you can't take my club away from me because this is who I am. Right, gotcha. Okay. Okay. And... Don't, I don't have an enormous amount to say about this song. Like it's like it's it's a good song within the musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the musically, it's fine. It's it's all a showcase for that enormous vocal. Okay, sure. You know, I can't say that this is a bad song because I can't discount that that vocal performance. It's so good. Yeah, but the, you know, if you wanted to hear Mavis Staples, you would want to listen to you know Respect Yourself or um, I'll Take You There. One of the the big yeah, classic. I think she sounds good on this. I think she's entirely wasted on the song. 
if we're assessing it purely from a song on an album, then absolutely. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's what we should be doing. But it is what it is. It's, you know, it's, it's like trying to review a, a song from a musical. Okay. Straight, I don't got to take out yeah. context. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, no, again, not a huge amount to say on that. It's, no, no. It doesn't really fit with the rest of the record in a lot of ways. No. And it's, it's almost a shame that the album seems to be taking a dip at the end. They've, they've front loaded a lot of this. Oh, I, I think we can definitely say that about this record. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, let's let's get through the the, the, yep. the next couple. So number fifteen, yep. uh, still would stand all time. I mean, this. So, this sounds like he's trying to write a hymn or a. Yeah, religious. And like passage. this is like the unifying song of the record, where it kind of right. he delivers his message, and everyone decides they should come together. Oh, really? I see. Right. Help each other. Yeah, and look, this is, and because this is supposed to be the unified track, this is probably my least favourite song on the record. It's dull. It's dull. Like, it's, I mean, it's absolutely dull. Yeah. And the thing is, right? It pains me to say this, but the problem with Prince mm-hmm. is is when he tries to be really profound mm-hmm. it's never as good as he thinks it is right you know, he's, he's, I, he's got the self-important if Prince is talking to me about the funk yes rock and roll yes dancing or fucking right <laughs> or just being cool as fuck right I believe that man's credentials sure I believe he has nothing else no, truth. he knows all of those things. Yeah, uh, and he is like the living, you know, he's a force of nature, yeah. right? And people like Prince existing is what makes, like, kind of rock and roll music interesting. Sure. Without those kind of characters, it is fine. But yeah, but it's flat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He, he's a peak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's no George Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> Who is, though? Exactly. Yeah. But... This song is But, yeah, nothing. and unfortunately... Any Prince fan that's being completely honest has to acknowledge that that is a little bit of his Achilles heel or, or Achilles kitten heel, perhaps. Oh, nice. nice. Yes, lovely. So, yeah, it's look, it's not terrible, I suppose. It's just a bit boring. Oh, I think it's so dull. It's, it's it so is dull. dull. It is really, really dull. And, and, like you say, overly preachy, giving his message onto the people. And, again, it's it's in theory, it's the purple rain of this film. Oh, God, right. Oh. And... It ain't that. No. So he must have known that. This, yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. We, we can skip over that one, I think. Uh, then, title track, Graffiti Bridge. Yep. Everybody wants to find Graffiti Bridge. Something to believe in. A reason to believe that there's a heaven above. Everybody wants to find Graffiti Bridge. Everybody's looking for. Everybody's looking for. Everybody's looking for love. Yeah, so we're, we're in the mm-hmm. same territory as the last song to a certain uh-huh. degree. By simple virtue of the fact that this song has been stuck in my head for the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. I acknowledge that I do like this song. It's got you and it's great. Uh, when I was listening to it to write my notes on it, mm. I was saying to myself, I don't know why I like this song. Because, mm. you know, it is it, it is quite... It's a small world after all, isn't it? It's a little... <laughs> it's a, it, it is cheesy. Oh, it's very cheesy. It's, it's super cheesy. But... Again, there's just something 
in the vocal delivery of that chorus yeah. and the way it changes subtly depending on who he's got singing right because it, it changes each time slightly and it's got a weird thing where it's a little bit reminiscent you know in English country I, God, I have the exact same note <laughs> exact same note that's where every time that what <laughs> it just changes the yeah. last note doesn't it that's a strange one yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't mind this song, but I don't know why. I think this is insipid nonsense. I really don't. <sighs> yeah, and I can't find a way of disagreeing with you. But you've got. But, a, but, yeah. but also, what in the film? What is Graffiti Bridge? Graffiti Bridge is a bridge where it's an actual bridge. It's an actual bridge that's covered in graffiti. Right. Uh, it's very on the nose. Where um, the girl Aura, who is the kind of the the manic pretty uh-huh. girl of the movie goes to write her poetry okay and yeah and so it, is, is it also is it a metaphor like for everyone wants to find their safe space or their exactly that their, yeah. their, their exactly that place I mean Graffiti Bridge was actually a real place in Minneapolis oh, it's, it's now a housing estate but it was uh, a, it was an actual place I mean right. that's the thing to note about the film everything is made everything looks like it's you. if you've been to stage shows which have got more realistic sets than the sets on Graffiti Bridge oh god right yeah, it's bad Right, so bad. There's also quite a lot of talk about heaven again in this one and and the the religious overtones. Yeah, I mean, Prince always had a religious... It probably did. I never noticed it before listening to this album. And it, you know, became stronger as things went on. But, Mm. you know... You know, obviously he had the, t- the big juxtaposition between faith and then all of the kind of the debauched sex stuff. Sure. And I think he probably just found it more difficult to quantify the two as maybe. life went on. He, um, pretty, he pretty much had a messiah complex, I think. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Even some prince. No, no. You fucking don't do it. In my house. Uh, but um, I've got nothing else to say about that. I don't think that's no. a, a good tune. And especially for the title track. I don't, I don't think I dislike it as much as you do. No. I, I, you know, I will say I like that song, but I don't know why. Fine, which fine. is you know I, I know the whole point of this uh, exercise is to explain things along those lines. So it's a no, fucking you part. got visceral reactions to something. Yeah. That's the thing, you know. Again, you went into this being predisposed to liking Prince because yeah. you love Prince. Yeah, I don't have the same relationship, so I'm coming from a much colder point of view. Mm-hmm. Don't particularly give a shit if I like it or not. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. In the same way as like last week. I went into the Elton John album wanting to like it because yeah. I liked some Elton John sure. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You, did, you, you didn't, so it was the other way around. So, track 17. Uh-huh. Track 17 is New Power Generation Part 2, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it's basically an extended refrain. Isn't it is, it? it's just like a reprise of yeah. the original, but uh, then with a rap in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it goes over the end credits of the movie. Right, okay. Which makes sense, really. No, yeah, I can see that. You know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's a 12-inch mix of the same song, it's not with, as good with a rap about Jesus yeah, yeah. It's, it's not as good the rap's no good no um, it really isn't there's a, there's a whole thing throughout the film about one of the guys in the not getting this chance to rap yet oh is it okay yeah and this is his showcase is it yeah maybe maybe, maybe he does get it earlier on in the thing maybe it's one of the raps in one of the time songs I don't, but, oh okay but, but, it, this but is... there's, a, there's a thing I don't even get a chance to rap yet it's like well good yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> end credits I can see it no need to put it on an album, I would have said. No, absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. No. But that is it. That's the whole album. Mate. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, overview, what's, what's your thoughts? My thoughts are, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would, okay. uh, especially after a few listens. Like I said, I went, the first yeah. time I put this on, a lot of it was just, oh, I, I'm going to struggle finding stuff I like in this. Yeah. It grew on me, and there are some I think are now really, really good. 
Overall, I'm, I'd say a best half and half on the songs. Yeah, okay. I mean, I would say um, this starts off incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is a classic example, and I, I, I can't think of a... Is there an example where this isn't the case? This is a classic example where a double album should be a single. Oh, God, yeah. You Straight know? away. I mean, I, I give it a little bit of a buy because it's a film soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the whole thing is an overblown vanity project, so you have to give it less of a buy. Sure. Particularly when it's he's the director and writer of it. Yeah. It's, true. it's, it's yeah. difficult to give it the same kind of leeway. You know, you, you could lose six tracks off of this and you would have an excellent 10 track album. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and especially with a lot of them, because they are reworkings of older songs. Yeah. It's not like he's written all these and gone, I have to show these to the world. Yeah. He, he's he's cherry-picked them to fit in with his project. Yeah. He doesn't have to do all these songs. Under a cherry-picked moon. Nice. nice. Um, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he, like you say, this is, this is vanity. Yeah, for sure. This is this is not a classic Prince album, mm. but it is an album with some real moments of brilliance mm. in uh, I love it. And, you know, I mean, the good thing, one of the things you can say about things like Spotify uh, is that we can make a playlist and have that 10-track well, record. No, exactly. That is very true. You know, so, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I really like this record. Um, it's not up there with his greatest works. I, I don't know if we're going to do Diamonds and Pearls, so I don't want to say too much about it. Good question. I think we might, you know. I think, yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that when it comes. Yeah. You know, the Batman soundtrack is, is a pretty patchy record. Mm. This is a better record than the Batman soundtrack. Oh, really? Oh, I love the Batman soundtrack, but, but. It's, I, I'm aware of its failures. But, yeah, so, I mean, this brings us to uh, the point where we have to f- choose some songs to go. Yes, we do. Now. We haven't really thought about this yet, to be honest. Oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't had the chance. I mean, I will stop doing the podcast tomorrow <laughs> now if we don't put uh, Thieves of the Temple no, on it. No, of course not. That, 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 was, that would definitely be one. I mean, I'm in the position where I'd be happy to just put a couple on, but I know you'll probably want to do three, and I'm also fine with that because... There are more than three, or more than two that I, I do like on this. Yeah, I mean... So, Thieves in the Temple, done. Okay, Thieves in the Temple, done. I would imagine New Power Generation is a... F- have, we're both on the mm-hmm. same page with that. Yep. That's, obviously, those oh, those are the two singles. Yeah, but then again, I do... I think that those were the right singles. Oh, I absolutely do. Yeah. I, for me, mm-hmm. the songs that I really like... Really like Tick Tick Bang. Mm-hmm. We disagreed on the keyboard yep. refrain on that. Yep. Now I love Elephants and Flowers. That that would be that would be my clear next choice. Would it? Okay. But I know you weren't into it. Not into it, but I, it wasn't one of the ones. Like there were some I actually really didn't like. But yeah. I thought they were terrible. Elephants and Flowers. I just thought it was whatever. Okay. I would make a case for Question of You as something uh-huh. that's a little a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, in pace. Or it, or in terms of just straight up bangers, release it. Yeah, those would be absolutely those would be my t- other two. Okay. Um, release it would be more for me for the parties, just fucking straight up, bam, bam, yeah. bam, good fun. The question of you for like you say, change of pace, blues number, slowing everything right down, a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with either of those. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you're the you're the Prince fan, mate. I'll leave number three oh, up to I you. No, man, it's like. I would say it's probably better for the playlist to have the question of you on it because we've got New Power Generation, yeah. which is an upbeat party banger, as is Release It. 
I prefer release it to the question of you, but then you've got two similar songs on it you don't have to have. You know, if, if the question of you is on there, I'm fine with that because it shows another side. All right, let's do that then. Yeah. Question of you. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Done. There you go. One, two, three. Guys, as always, I hope you have enjoyed listening to our take on Prince's Graffiti Bridge. You can get in contact with us if you want to. Yes, indeed. Uh, you can email us, uh, pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can get us PCL Podcast on Twitter, PCL Podcast on Instagram, or you can find us at pclpodcast.com. Uh, but yeah, on the website as well, you will find links to everything else we just said. You'll find links to Twitter and to the Spotify playlist that we're doing and all that sort of bits. Yeah, but reasons. please get in contact. Let us know what you think. Let let us know why we're idiots. Uh, let us know if you disagree with the way Christopher pronounces tar of par. <laughs> well, then you're wrong if you get in contact with us. And uh, if any of the sounds that you heard in the background were annoying, that was my dog, Waffles, uh, chewing on his bone. Quite. Thanks, Waffles. Right, yeah. but yeah, that's all good. We will be back. And next week, we're going to be back. We're going to be listening to uh, the three tenors. Three tenors in concert, uh, mate. That will not be a full fucking podcast. <laughs> and we will therefore also be listening to Listen Without Prejudice, Volume 1 by George Michael. Yeah, indeed. I'm actually quite looking forward to that. I am looking forward to it as well. Yeah. Although he did die before he recorded Volume 2. Well, that's selfish. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. See ya. See ya.